Welcome to the Not Last Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6. I'm your host, Andrew Neil Nunez. Tonight, I have another chat with my friend, Rob English. Leaving no stone unturned, let's get to it. Hi, Rob. Hey, Andrew. We're back. We're back. <laughs> for more, for more, uh, a Ramblin' Rod show, a Ramblin' Rob show. That's good. Um, yeah, just like, <clears throat> I figured we can annoy people with more random bike anecdotes. Oh, no, I think this is great. Um, a lot of people like the last one, so we'll see what this one does. Because uh, Lauren asked me, she was like, what's your plan for tonight? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually totally awesome that it's one of the races I talked about connected me with someone I raced against when I was a student who now also has his own bike company of the last 10 years. Yeah, it doesn't and, get much better than that. That's yeah, that awesome. was fantastic. So yeah. I'm hopefully going to be doing some collaborations with him now. Yeah. Like, yeah, so it's sweet. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, well, what's new with you? What, uh, what today's Monday? It feels like Friday. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> uh, what's new? What's going on? Um, uh, it rained too much to want to go outside today, so yep. I didn't, didn't go outside today. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know, it's like when you just come off of a rest week and it's like, ah, I should start training again, but, you know. Yeah, right. Um, so it's funny how your attitude can swing so quickly. Yeah. Like the week before, I was like all so focused and like, oh, I've got to get, get at least three hours in. Right. And, um, and now it's like, eh, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> build, build and recover. Build right. and recover. I struggled hard this morning. I like, I was, I don't know. I woke up at like five or four forty-five with my alarm, and like everything in my body was like, just go back to bed. Like I just <laughs> couldn't get up and get going again. Um, so I slept a little longer, and like I started. So then I finally got up at around six thirty or seven, and got in the garage to do some strength work. And like I got halfway through the strength session, and my body was just like, nope, <laughs> not gonna happen. So. Plus- that's the the first key to successful training is listen to your body. Yeah. So it yeah. just called it. I'm like, nope, yeah, not yeah, today. Good, good, good for you. I'll try again yeah. tomorrow. Depending upon how this goes, maybe I'll get to bed on time, but hopefully <laughs> we won't talk that long. <laughs> the, um, one of the downsides of working for yourself and is, yeah, in the, like, in the summer, no problem. I'm up, I'm up with the daylight and excited sure. to start my day. In the winter, it's cold, it's dark. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not getting up. <laughs> yeah, I don't want this. Yeah, and like trying to get the motivation to get out into the shop today, like it, it was like it was fifty degrees in there, which is relatively warm. Yeah, but I just wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. It's just like okay, eventually got the torch going and got some heat and sure, uh, got most of a fork built. So, um, like I achieved achieved something. But <laughs> <laughs> Lack, saw- l- low motivation day. Yeah. Uh, I saw the one that just, um, the bike that you just posted with the oversized English logo on the down tube. Yeah. Uh, that was gorgeous. That came out really well. Uh, that was kind of fun that Lucas said, make it as big as you can. What? Like, okay then. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. I, uh, it kind of makes me want to do new, uh, logos on the winter bike that are like the monster English logos. I think that'd oh, yeah, be kind of cool. Yeah, that's the same. You've got, you've got the same down tube. Yeah. Oh, do we? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. oh, that could be neat. Um, uh-huh. Any cool bikes you're working on right now? What are you working on now? Half of a uh, So, yeah. So my customer who I I posted his aero road frame um, <laughs> that had a carbon fork with it in the pictures and he 
decided he really wanted a steel fork to go with it. So okay. I just created a tapered steerer, aero-bladed, through-axle fork and got to add the dismount and mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's like, yeah, we can do we can do a modern fork. Nice. <laughs> well, that's great. But for, forks are hard because I just, I just don't do them very often. Sure. So it's that kind of like, I don't have quite the same rhythm and flow as I do with frames. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah. You had a nice stem that came out the other day. That that you posted, didn't you? Yeah, I done a few stems recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stem stems are stems are bonkers. Like to to build a hundred and twenty gram steel stem, like my my little step by step instructions, I think is fifteen or twenty steps. Jesus, <laughs> it's just like they're they're insane. I mean, <laughs> I, I like how they turn out, but it's just to get there is a lot of work. Yeah, sure. <laughs> does it add a lot more weight because i know like the one you made for me for the race bike like it doesn't have a faceplate like you know mm -hmm. the bars thread through does it add a lot of weight to add a faceplate it does yeah yeah. um at least the neatest looking option which is the paragon one um i i I remove as much material from the back plate as i can but it's still kind of a chunk yeah um yeah and it's it's one of those things it's hard to so you can get a really nice alloy stem for fifty or sixty bucks, yeah. um, and uh, so it's hard to hard to justify it, but it does set off the aesthetic nicely. Yeah, it does look nice, that's for sure. Like <laughs> I don't, to be honest, I don't know that I could tell you that the stem that's on my race bike is any better than like a the Thompson stem I've got on the winter bike, except they're both blue and one's <laughs> you know painted and one's handmade. But well, I one's like got, mine better on the race bike than I do the one that's been painted. It's got it's, it's got better bolts than the Thompson. It one, does have better bolts than the those, Thompson. Those could be exchanged. Yeah. yeah, I still need to tighten my headset. That reminds me, since our last ride, um, I still had a loose headset. <laughs> I need to do something about that. Yeah, that happens sometimes. It's yeah. like, particularly in the winter, it's like you notice something on your bike and you get home. The last thing you think about is. Doing the working on your bike, bike yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And then you pull it out next time, and halfway right, oh, damn it. <laughs> well, that was like the last. I mean, I you are this is uh preaching of the choir, I know that, but like, I don't know how long my rear brake was rubbing and then just not working because I it was rubbing so bad, and then I was like, ah, screw it, so I'll just loosen it up. And then I just didn't have a rear brake for I don't know, like two months, and whatever. Back in my days before I built my winter bikes, I to finally have the no maintenance bike I needed. Yeah. Because I think, I think you like me is like anybody working in the bike industry, you don't have time to work on your own bike. I don't want to do that. It's yeah. Like, no. Um, so when I was commuting on my bike Friday, um, by February or March, that thing would be down to the front radio wouldn't work anymore. <laughs> Maybe four or five gears in the back. Um, <laughs> no rear brake. And rear brake was like, you could pull it, if you really needed it, but then you'd have to go and prize it apart because it would be locked on. So it's just <laughs> sure. like one use only, so right. front brake only. And um, and you couldn't even see the chain or the rear derailleur. It was just this black gunk. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so when I got the belt drive bike with the disc brakes and the internal geared hub, yeah. it, life, life has been sweet because that thing <laughs> just puts up with the abuse much better <laughs> i had a front mech once that it was this old fuji like a just a just a garbage winter bike um and uh i think i inherited the frame or someone gave it to me or anyways anyways it was this old garbage fuji bike and the front mech got seized 
so bad one time in the winter that I peed on it and I got it working again. I was like, that's good enough. Like that was how much I cared about this bicycle. I was like, like self-lubricating chain. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't used pee as lubricant. I have used it as defroster. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe that was um, a, that might have been it. I know it was winter, and I peed on it, so it might have been frozen. That might have been mountain it. Mountain bike ride where the pools on the free hub froze open, and so there was no drive. Did you overhaul <laughs> the hub and then pee on it? No, just peed on it and just to de- defrost it, and then and then and then never stop pedaling the rest of the way home, so the pools couldn't so they couldn't seize, be, couldn't be knocked open again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, uh, so send that one into cycling. Yeah, see if that's like a like a hack or a bodge or something. Like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a tip. But I'm bum. I'll put in a laugh track after this, or the. Wah, wah, wah. If we do, if we do, if we do this too often, I'll have to get a little high, a little snare drum in, in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, here's a question I wrote up um, as Lauren made me think that I needed to write questions for this. Um, best thing you've seen bike related this week. And also oh. worst thing you've seen bike related this week. I have I have two for you, but I'll let you go first. Oh wow! Um, our best thing might might have been uh, cyclocross worlds. Yeah, I've never actually watched a cyclocross. Did you watch race the men's before. or the women's race? Yeah, both. Nice. Live, I woke up at oh, six really? and like watched Ooh. them. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it was super yeah. exciting. Uh, and so I can relate. So I've I haven't raced much cross, and I've never had a cross mm-hmm. bike, but I did. Um, Back when I was a student, uh, so Oxford and Cambridge would have uh, events just between themselves. Mm-hmm. And Oxford decided they'd do a, an Oxford-Cambridge cyclocross race. Okay. And I wasn't going to go because it's like it was the winter and it's like whatever. And I got, got talked into it and we loaded up in the van and went over there. And I'm on my mountain bike. So we're going around this cross course and they had, uh, they had a, really, a guy who was a really good cross racer. Um, but I, I got the whole shot and then I, I bunny hopped the first set of barriers. Mm-hmm. And I think the Oxford guy was so dumbfounded <clears throat> that I just <laughs> done this. And so I, I gradually eked out a lead. Um, and then just after watching the, the men's race, it's like, yeah, one little crash. And like I had one little crash and that's and it. Suddenly my lead was evaporated sure. and then I had to pull off the mother of all sprints to, to try and win right. it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's like that. The misfortune is like I was. I really wanted Wout Van Aert. I thought him getting the flat was so sad, so we didn't get to actually see. Oh, don't no 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 no! Don't tell me too much. I've I've only watched the women's race yet. Don't spoil this for me. Oh. <laughs> At um, I was I was too enthralled with the women's race. Um, yeah. So don't don't tell me about the men's race. I I haven't right. seen it yet. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the women, but, women's women's race was it was, it was fun, particularly because there's you know an Oregonian yeah. in, the ac- in the action, which is pretty and sweet. To see Clara take fourth in that race was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been fun. I've been watching all of the the GP series um, mm-hmm. of the women's races, and it was just been fun to see her like pick her way through the ranks. And it's like you see one, and she had a really bad start, and you know got caught in the very first corner, and then yeah, you're right, like had to make up all this time and. It just, oh, I don't know. It was just really, um, uh, really cool to see her finally pull, 
some, pull off something. Like, yeah. And she's local girl, and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fun, isn't it? It's that was like, my that was my top of, for the week. Little bit, yeah. Little bit of connection. Yeah. 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 So, what's your uh, worst for the week? Worst thing in cycling I've seen this week. Um, huh. I'm not sure I know the answer to that. One more, yours. So, I had a guy. I had a customer come in a shop, and he wanted. He said, "I want." smaller rings i'm like okay and he's like but i want 12 of them i want 12 smaller rings i'm like well i don't so there's a little bit of you know detective work to be had so figure it out and he wanted a smaller big chain ring and he had a 52 tooth triple so he had a like a sore triple so like 52 42 22 or something like that you know and so he wanted a smaller tooth and he's like i worked on it but it didn't fix anything he took a pair of um dykes and cut teeth off the chain ring to make it have less teeth (laughs) (laughs) he didn't change the diameter of the chain ring he physically cut off like he like snipped off very literal interpretation of the um the teeth of his gearing and he's like so now i have like i don't know he he had like um like 47 teeth on the chain ring because he cut off like they were just like holes like cogs or like teeth missing on the chain ring and he's like no my chain doesn't work (laughs) he's reinvented skip tooth yeah right (laughs) (laughs) you know it's all cyclical right but um so then i had to explain to him how what he just did is going to cost him like a 45 five dollar new chain ring because that um like it doesn't work that way. And so then he wanted, he heard that there's a thing as like a one by 12. And so he wants a one by 12 instead. And I'm like, you know, this is, this is like an old Peugeot, like a really old, like full, fully lead sealed Peugeot. And I had to explain to him that like, you can't, like you could, we could put a one by 12 group set on this bike. I could make it happen for you. It is like not economically feasible to want to do this. But yeah, he physically cut teeth off of the cog to make it have less I've, teeth. That is like, that oh, is okay. that is a good one. So I've never heard yeah. of that being done. That, yeah. was, that, was, that was my worst for the week. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you get you're gonna get better ones of those than I do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um okay, how about um how about in, in the shop, uh what is what is one tool that you that you absolutely can't live without? Just one? <laughs> Just one. Um, uh, Sharpie. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> absolutely. Frame Builder's absolute essential tool. The essential. Uh, Clicky Sharpie or just a standard Sharpie? Any, any Sharpie. Just an ability to make more at all is absolutely <laughs> vital. <laughs> it's good. Good. All of your aspiring Frame Builders out there, listen, yeah, buy, listen buy up. Sharpie. Yeah. Rob, Rob likes Sharpies and, and you should too. Um, <laughs> I've discovered, I discovered, I bought some for my staff. Um, clicky sharpies i need to buy more oh yeah but yeah, it, it, like a clicky pen don't lose the lids then yeah yeah yeah, yeah really handy yeah. um but uh i also discovered you can cut the tip of a sharpie so like you know when the, the tip gets it's a comes as a fine tip and it gets rounded just because oh, you've yeah. been scratching away huh. if you take a new razor blade and just cut it at a 45 then you have a fine tip until the sharpie wears out oh, we're just full of tips today this is awesome full of tips <laughs> Tips on tips. 
<laughs> oh, they are even better. Ba boom, ching. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, in the in the spirit of uh, in the spirit of not last, uh -huh. tell me your best early racing, <clears throat> not last but almost story. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see here. My best not last but almost story. Uh, <clears throat> oh, there was, well, I can think of several actually, but, um, the one my, my go to is, um, this is before I realized that I had, uh, that I don't own a fast twitch muscle in my body, <laughs> that I'm, I'm entirely composed of, of slow twitch muscles. Um, so I, didn't understand how team time trials worked and I didn't understand how to get like everyone at the start line at the same time. And that, that time was, um, non-negotiable <laughs> for when you had to start. <laughs> so like this was in college, I was racing for the U of O team and, um, I think we were up in Bellingham. It was either Bellingham or, uh, um, or Moscow, Idaho. One of those two, I don't remember. But, uh, so we're, we're out there racing an Omnium and we, um, uh, I'm out warming up on, on the road and miss the start time. And so two of the guys, and I'm racing the, the category C's at the time. So like the beginner men's and, um, so the two, they had to have at least three guys to start and we only had three people. And so they let me, they let them go, um, um, to try and just do it anyway. And, uh, I roll up to the start line, like two or three minutes late um, from the TTT and the uh, officiant was like, well, you can, you can put a foot down and go, I guess like whatever. <laughs> this is an omnium that counts for nothing that no one cares about that. Like you're in the men's beginner category. So like, it's do whatever you want. You know, he doesn't care. Um, so I caught three teams past all three teams, caught the back of my guys. And then I drug them through and around the cone and back home. <laughs> um and we were still like way they were they were not fast they were they were like twice my size they were big guys um and we were all just you know beginner racers and um i caught them and drug them all the way home and then uh, we were still like i think we we might have been last i think it's probably optimistic to say that we were second to last but um yeah i i alone caught three caught and dropped <laughs> three different team time trial teams and then <laughs> found my guys got on the front and just towed them around the coat and took them home um excellent yeah there there you go i have more i'm sure but uh that's that's my favorite one i like that one yeah um unrelated but fun fun story was uh years ago there's a a tour company called desert that do mm -hmm. that do uh these week tours in, okay. in arizona and uh, uh, Misha and I went with the recumbent tandem. And um, so, you know, a bunch of the roadies kind of sneer at you a bunch of the sure. time and, and stuff. But <laughs> every, now and again, every now and again, my competitiveness would kick <laughs> in and I'd like chase people uh -huh. down and stuff. But on the, I think it was like the penultimate day, there was a long climb and then like a 10 mile section on the actual highway, like the okay. interstate. Um, and, uh, cause it was the only way to connect to okay. the next bit of road. And, um, I was like, I was, I'd had the five or six days to get mm -hmm. the legs going at that point. I was like, right, 
So we rolled out and we pounded, Amisha was doing great. So we pounded up this hill and uh, came out the front of the bunch to the top of the hill. And then we just went to the front on the shoulder and kept it at like 25, 26 mile an hour. And we just had this line of roadies behind us. <laughs> and um, Misha was having a great time just like pointing out all the debris <laughs> on the road. And I was just like, I was like, 10 miles, done. Okay, here we go. It <laughs> is the express train. And no, nobody else took a turn oh, for 10 cool. miles. We just drug them. And then as soon as we pulled off, we were like, oh, and everyone rode off and left us. It's funny. Yeah, that that's a good story. Yeah. The other great thing on that trip was we went over this pass and then uh, it was a pretty long climb. And then it was just a steady descent that went on for miles. miles. And recumbent hmm. tandem. Where where was this? This yeah. was in Arizona? Yeah, starts for, where in Arizona? a loop out of Tucson and went out round in all these tiny towns. So the this pass was outside of Bisbee. Um, I can't remember what oh, it was okay. called now, but climbed up and then it was just descending forever. And um, the recumbent tandem just mm-hmm. yeah picks up speed like nobody's business. We're, so we're doing forty five yeah, sure. fifty mile an hour freewheeling for like mile after mile after mile, and and you become <laughs> the smallized to the speed. So every now and again, Misha would start to try to pedal. I'm like. Sure. No, no, no. Until we slow down to 30, we can't pedal. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> right. You're out of no years. There's no more <laughs> option. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was magical. Just a free, free, free speed forever, it felt like. Um, hang up. Sure. That's, how, that's how all climbs should be. should be super, super short, sharp, and steep uphills, and then just long downhills where you just... Yeah. <laughs> just the mother of all downhills. Yeah. Oh, that would be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I um. Oh, I had um, I had someone tell me this, and and I uh, I think it was I had a customer tell me this the other day. Um, and I don't know why. Sometimes these customers come in and say really random things just for no apparent reason. That someone tell me that uh, you have to watch out for the people in Corvallis because that's where <laughs> all the vampires are. Um. So like really random things. But what I got the, earlier this week, and I logged this away. Um, was uh, he told me it was inappropriate to drink tea that's been heated in the microwave and that all Brits um, and Englishmen uh, think that, that this is true, that like pe- people from, from England believe strongly that, that it is inappropriate to drink tea from, from the microwave. <laughs> I, um, I have your also thoughts? heard that. Um, g- given that I never drank tea when I oh, was have in you? England, okay. um, I can't, I'm not a good person to, to pass <laughs> comment. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he told me this. It's like these are random conversations that you don't have yeah, in not? the bike shop. But um, yeah, he told me yeah. it was inappropriate yeah, to, to drink useful, tea useful out of the microwave. To have, yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, so team team time trial, random random team time trial story. Um, so yeah, in France, there's a a race called the Duo Normand, uh, which is put on by the Tour de France people. Okay. And it's pretty cool because it's fully closed roads, um, support cars with your name on, start house with the guys with the, guys with the fingers and all, all that oh, stuff. Oh, wow. And, but they actually... <laughs> with, with, finger, with fingers? With fingers. For, for your actual countdown. Whoa. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but it's, 
But it's cool because it's pros all the way down through the amateurs. Um, so race okay. the same course on the same day, and it's a it's a two man time trial. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, cool! <laughs> oh, awful! Oh. oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> and uh-huh. <laughs> it's the course is pretty flat the first half, and then it's just hill after hill after hill for the whole second half. Um, and okay. uh, I did it with my buddy Chris, who real strong rider on the flats, but um, a bit bigger than me, and was was going to struggle mm-hmm. on the hill. So it was like trying to sure. get round as you know any team try and trial is getting around as fast as you can as a team and right. um and so we go off and i we'd agreed I'd, I'd do longer turns on the flat session so he could save as much as he could so i'm so i'm doing these for the climbs was, i was on a yeah. good day and just doing these like you know, chris would do a turn at 28 mile and i'd be like nope 30 mile an hour you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, and, we, and we got to the hills and uh i would drop back put my hand on his back or, or on his saddle and push him and so start that we both okay, be going sure. as hard as we could go over the hill we did that right every hill through and like the guy in the follow car he told us afterwards he couldn't believe it like um but like <laughs> we crossed that finish line and we both collapsed like as a team we could not have we got everything out we could not have gone that any was it. faster oh wow um oh, well done and <laughs> And amazingly, we actually won our category. And, uh, and so on this podium, and it's all in, in French, my French isn't great, um, but I could see this box with a little tail hanging out of it. And I was like, oh, are we going to get lions? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we got Credit Lyonnais lions. And oh, small, small ones compared to the big ones they do at the tour. But like, sure. I still have my lion because that was awesome. Where You still yeah, have it? Yeah. Oh, nice. In my office. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So man. yeah. Anyone doing the team time trial, remember. Just remember, like, the, if you if you all get over the line together, completely spent, everyone's given all they can give. That's that's all you've right. got to do. And it's all right. about figuring out how to get the most out of everybody. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think that's what makes that that discipline of time trialing so much fun i mean it's it's brutal but like i love i love i love that more than well i don't know if i love that more than the individual <laughs> time trial because it it hurts a little less but like i like i like um, it more because it i can i can lift my game more um yeah i guess i guess that's that's yeah. true like i remember on our the last state team time trial that we were doing like i remember you me steven and carl Hofer, we're just you know we're taking we're taking turns at thirty miles an hour on the way back in and that yeah, tailwind yeah. like I, I'll never forget that and it's just like you just <laughs> bury it and you know it just uh, yeah it's my but, um, my final year as a student we had uh, we had three of us on a pretty similar level and some degree of yeah. animosity between us just because you know that competitive student thing well you're students we had, yeah, sure so we found a fourth guy who was like you know the next best in the club we're like okay Joe. Your job is just to sit on the back and keep the hell out of the way. Um, and if we have a problem, you give us a wheel or whatever, you know. Um, sure. And so we're just in the groove with three of us taking these turns. At one point, poor Joe tried to come through and he got abuse, so much abuse from everybody. Because it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think he got he got shelled about halfway and then we just we kept going. And because um, it was just like when 
that animosity between your teammates was just like, okay, you just went through. I, I, I'm going to go through. Just like you, just like you could. There was no, there was no right. ever like you're going to take a longer turn than me or anything. It was just like, um, sure. And uh, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to murder <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. I, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we we crossed the line. Uh, I don't know how I got back to the HQ because I couldn't pedal. I mean, it was like talk about stunt. Sure. Um, and we 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 won that student championship by three minutes. Dang. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but yeah, just when you got three, ideally four, but three guys all on the same level, right? It's fantastic because yeah. like you just mm-hmm. to go that fast and you can you know I remember doing that in the in the Ober Championships one year when it was uh, me, Colby, and Lee, and. Mm-hmm. Um, the tailwind section, I, I had us at 40 mile an hour on the flat. And I'm sure. just like, I'm just going to hold this for 20 seconds and just, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, right. And um, that was fantastic. Yeah. Some, someday, I hope we can do that again. That, uh, yeah, boy, that I miss, I really miss that stuff. Yeah, I mean, last, uh, last year was the first year since i was 18 years old that i hadn't didn't ride a time trial bike once <laughs> yeah wow so i'll be ready i can't say that because i'm on the tt bike every single morning yeah. <clears throat> but <laughs> i actually i actually don't mind it now like i've i've used it as a chance to refine my position yeah and like i've got a couple of mirrors set up so i can watch myself narciss my my mirrors of narcissus <laughs> and um like I've I've actually been able to dial in the position I think and make it even better than than it was, um, and it feels good. We'll see if it pays out for the national championships. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, it's gonna yeah it's gonna be fun. But uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's funny. Like back in the day, um, we'd never ride our time trial bikes in the winter. Sure. Um, but then in England, there's so many races that you just you can race your way in. You don't have to train on the time trial bike at all because you can race it three times a week. So. Oh sure. Um, yeah, I used to do over 50 time trials a year. Oh, my God. I was born in the wrong country. <laughs> <laughs> so was I. Like, how did I end up being an Englishman who doesn't like football, doesn't drink tea, and doesn't drink beer? Like, <sighs> Yeah, I don't know what to tell you there. <laughs> I can't help you. I like, I like Fritz. Maybe I should have been Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Men who, Englishman who doesn't like anything that is English. Um, what what are your what are your favorite American nuances then, <laughs> or parts parts of American culture that like uh, that you come to really enjoy or and or really just hate? Um, um, I'm sure there are many, <laughs> but the first couple that come to mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's like interesting. Like I've I've traveled through much of America and. Um, mm-hmm. Eugene, Oregon is one of the least stereotypical American places you can <laughs> you can land. Sure, I think. it's it's affectionately known as the bubble, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, fortunately. Um, and honestly, the longer I've I'm here, the more I just appreciate the space. Um, yeah, I was talking to a friend back home, like about them being locked down with COVID and stuff, and it's like they have to be because everyone's crammed in so tight together. Like it right. doesn't affect us so much here because we're so spread out, um, right? You know, re- relatively rural living. Um, uh, yeah. I hadn't I hadn't considered that. Yeah, I I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, 
one one big thing is becoming more worldwide, but like the American approach to work and life balance is, in my opinion, just off. Like in England, in England, Agreed. typically thirty-five hour work week. Again, uh, you get minimum of four weeks paid vacation as soon as you start your job. You don't have to accrue them; you just get that. Wow. Um, you don't have a set number of sick days or something. If you're sick, you don't go to work because that would be silly. Um, right. And it's just it seems a a much more healthy approach to to yeah. things. Um, it's ironic you mentioned that because I'm like I'm having oral surgery in in just over a week and a half, and like I submitted my vac- my vacation request or my leave request, and it's like I have to cash out all of my vacation yeah. and the like six hours of of sick leave that I've accrued right. for this. It's like, well, that yeah, sucks. It's not right, is it? It's like, yeah. but that's 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 <laughs> the system. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, boy, I miss the National Health Service. Um, what a what's uh, that like? Amazing. Were, were you yeah, just taking care, care of? You never have to worry yeah. about some major bills or. And sure, sure, if you've if you've got a chronic problem, then you might be stuck on a waiting list. That's but any yeah. emergency care you're taken care of. Um, sure, and kind of a. But. It's not necessarily one thing better than another. It's just different. It's just different. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but are are there though legitimately things that are better than desserts? Others like desserts or <laughs> types of chocolates or you know favorite favorite or dishes or or something like <laughs> most food centered around food. Uh, I just ate dinner, so yeah. <laughs> food's good. Oh, food's good. Um, oh, it's been it's been. Back like getting back into training. Mm-hmm. Uh, this the first winter for the first time in in a while. And, oh, like oh right, I remember. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. right. that's, that's a right. thing. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, I think it's this thing of like growing up. Like as you get older, your metabolism sure. slows a bit, um, unless you're exercising like a lot and <laughs> maintains. So I feel like I'm back eating like I was in my twenties again. Um, it's like, wait, I'm hungry again. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, so last night, Lauren made vegan jumbo, which was just delicious. It's always better on the mm. second day because everything uh, gets to like settle yeah, in and yeah. all the flavors get to mix a little more. Yeah. And she fortunately uh, had lunch while she was at work today. And so I got to bring double lunch. And it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm training more. And I need, like, I ate one. And this isn't, oh, this isn't enough. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's what like this is my 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 ninth week straight of at least fourteen hours of training a week. Oh, good for you! Like, yeah, yeah. Where it just becomes normal, but yeah. it's like I'm hungry. <laughs> like everything I can shove in my mouth. I think I'm not doing the, I'm not doing the intensity instruction workouts you are, but I'm I'm just behind you. I think. <laughs> are you? I just knocked. I just knocked out fifty hours last month, okay. uh, and uh, f- about the same previous month actually. So, um, huh. yeah, 
we're going to be evenly matched come spring and it's going to be just fun because we're just going to go beat the crap out of each other on the bike. <laughs> yeah, who needs, who needs bike races? It'd be up on your friends. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know, it's funny. I could paint I could paint a number on you or something or like write <laughs> Sharpie something on a, on a piece just, of paper. I have to say that, that um, in the light of... Yeah, you're, you've got you've got you've got a goal to aim for, which is awesome. Um, but yeah. me not knowing if a if there's going to be any events, and b if I'm going to feel right. safe going to any events. Um, sure. So I just decided to to draw myself up a little training plan just to mm-hmm. give me some motivation and yeah, you know, the satisfaction of meeting a little goal each week, and and it's sure. been really great. Like it's 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 really nice. How much how much structure do you put in your in your self-prescribed <laughs> training plan. There's no structure. It's purely volume. So it's just... Uh, it's, just volume. Okay. Yeah, just, just hours, hours or... increasing over three weeks and then one week easy. Each Do that each month. Hmm. And, and, the, you know, and the little okay. pyramid gets bigger each each month. Um, so sure. you know, I knocked out a 19-hour week, week before last. Um, right. And uh, yeah, it was really, really satisfying. And, and it, it got me out mm-hmm. on days when I might not have ridden and I had, and it was really good for mental health and, um, right. Yeah. So I recommend it. If you don't, if you don't have any events and you can't get motivated and just make your own goals, hold hold yourself accountable. Tell a friend or family member, I'm going to do this. And then look, I did it. Look, I did it. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that, that, um, my my interpretation of that is that that uh, telling people uh, grows exponentially with the level of the goal that you want to achieve. <laughs> We're like, yep. I like I started a podcast to have a GoFundMe page. I've, you know, it's like I'm trying to do this. Well, when I first started doing, when I first started doing this, I like, like when I first built a web a web page, like I don't know, oh, twenty years ago now, wherever that was, um, and I I'd yeah. post it on there just. My, my goals and what I achieve. So it's sure. public. It's like, well, someone's going to be looking at this. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing so to hide behind here. Yeah. Even if it's right. Yeah. You know, just yeah. To nobody, sure. but like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's like, it's true. Like it's hard with, with all of this stuff that's out there right now, especially with the, the ease and accessibility to get like to hire a coach or to start this training plan on Zwift or, you know, or online or, or whatever, mm-hmm. these free or paid programs that like, I think it's so challenging um, for a lot of people because they just get thrown into and being told what what to do, especially if they're just starting out in, in any yeah. sport, really, like cycling or running. But it's like, specifically, but like, you know, it, just so many people are out there just ready to tell you like, this is what you need to do. These are the wheels you need to buy. These are the shoes you need to have. This is the bike you need to get. And here's your power meter. And you're going to do these amount of Watts for this amount of hours. And, and it's like, I've been doing this for a month, month, you know? And it's like, I, yeah, I always like that, you know, that idea of just like, if, if you're the type of person that needs a coach, sure, that's fine. You know, but, but like a lot, a lot of people, especially if they're just starting out, like, like you said, just, set out a three-week plan and slowly build it like it you know it doesn't have to have to be so involved it's just so easy to (laughs) up and all all this tech what i've noticed is um, you know two people who out on bikes individually but they 
from what from observa- mm-hmm. observing, they appear to just do laps around the neighbourhood, <laughs> and they're in in their normal street clothes with mm-hmm. they've got a helmet on and. Oh, here. Yeah, in yeah. Next, next to your house, they're awesome. doing this. I'm just okay. like, good for you. Like it's winter and you're out doing some laps on your bike. Like, yeah, that's sure. great. Um, just more people on bikes. That's what we need. Doesn't matter what you wear. Doesn't matter right. what you ride. Yes. Doesn't matter how fast you ride. Just ride your bike. Right. That's, uh, uh, right. I caught up with um, uh, Dale Shaper. Did he, did he burn you off with, with his electric bike? And <laughs> no, he didn't. He was just cruising. He he had his bike in in the uh-huh. shop. I replaced his brake pads and things. So, um, I had cost to stop and make sure that he was, you know, <laughs> I didn't, you know, damage his bike or whatever. But anyways, no, it was fine. Um, but uh, um, I don't know. D- Dale's a guy, and no one else knows knows Dale who's like uh, who's listening to this. But um, he's just he's an older gentleman. Rob built a bike for him that had uh, has. Uh, um, an electric assist on there with a mid-drive motor. And um, Dale's in his late 70s, 80s, Yeah, it must be probably like probably that. 80s by now. Um, yeah. Quite almost, that yeah, something like that. Ago. And he told me he just logged uh, 18,000 yeah. miles on that bike. Isn't it great? And he's like, I don't go fast. I just yeah. like to ride. And he's like, I don't get super, like he doesn't do big adventurous rides. He doesn't like push the limits. It's just like, so I was so I was out there and he's just such a nice and happy guy and like I was in the middle of an of an effort and it finished and so I turned around and came back up the road like I I waved at him as I was passing him at like 30 <laughs> miles an hour downhill um and uh you know it's like that. hey Dale <laughs> but um but then I turned around and came back and you know I rode with him for for just a couple of minutes and said hi and um and it just yeah it it kind of brought me back to that thought that you just said of like it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Like I'm fully kitted out on, you know, like doing my effort and my training for this, but it's like, uh, I'll never discount the other rider that I see on the yeah. road, especially if I know the rider, like I'm gonna turn around and, well, and go say hi. It's, it's funny. And that's, like, that's actually how I met Dale. The, oh yeah. I was, I was out riding and came up on him and I just pulled alongside and said hello. Cause it's like, it was a nice, <laughs> it was a nice day. Sure. And, uh, for, we chatted for a few minutes and then I rode off at my pace again. And, um, yeah, just like, don't, I think road cycling can be very elitist. And oh, there's no yeah. Need. There's no oh, need to sure. slow down and talk to the person you're passing. Just pass right. the time of day. Like, right. Strava doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the nobody cares how fast you are on the bike path kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I try to make a point. I, I wave to everybody I see on a bike, whether they're, yep. uh, you know. As, Unless it looks like they've stolen a bike <laughs> and I don't wave at them. But but otherwise, yes, yeah. you and I are in the same boat. Yeah. Like, it, uh, it, always drives, it always drives me nuts, especially when I see riders that I know and that I know that they know me, like on uh-huh. a personal level. Um, who don't greet me or don't wave when I'm in like my commuter know, kit right? or I'm on my like yeah. cruiser bike and they just completely yeah. ignore you. And I'm like, what the heck? So that's, that's <laughs> happened with, you know, oh, it just so drives me imagine, nuts. You can imagine how some of the elitist roadies would react to a recumbent tandem. And so, oh, you know, sure. You know, oh, yeah. And just come past us without even any acknowledgement at all. Not a, a number second of times glance. we've chased yeah, sure. them down. <laughs> 
<laughs> I made them feel foolish. Because <laughs> uh, we can we can get that thing moving good when we when we when we, when we want to. Yeah. So. yeah. My favorite thing is um, passing people when I'm on my mountain bike with my bell yep, on yep. the road, and like I've I've caught and dropped a group <laughs> like groups of roadies um, on the mountain bike coming like coming from Iris Ridge or going to Iris Ridge or you know yep. going to Martin Street or something, and it's like um, I'll just go ding ding on your left at like 22 <laughs> miles an hour on, on this like three inch wide tire mountain bike. Nice. I'm like <laughs> I always wanted to do yeah. the. Uh, the styrofoam pannier trick um, and go, go, go out to the Pyrenees or the Alps <laughs> yeah. in the summer when there's hundreds of cyclists Sure, and have a touring bike sure. with massive panniers just filled with styrofoam. Like yeah, arbeh- yeah. loaded just, airbags, and just, panniers and just, just everything. Destroy yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> everyone on the, on the Ingamba yeah, exactly. tours or the Rafa tours. Every, or the, everyone yeah, just, uh-huh lose their lose their shit because <laughs> you'd have to make sure that you like you have oh, the hands of hairiest yeah. legs too like like and like yeah torn bibs <laughs> and like a loose like a bad no, fitting t- jersey t- t- t-shirt with the sleeves cut off like t-shirt with the sleeves cut off well no because then they'd see your tan lines long sleeve t-shirt you know yeah um yeah i have i have done i I did oh, that do that. So like, yeah, I came from mountain biking and then got into road riding in college. Mm-hmm. And so I was decently strong. I didn't have the endurance or the skills or anything. But um, And sure. I showed up at the, the Tuesday night chain gang on my you know, bottom of the range trek with hairy legs, mountain bike right. shoes, um, <laughs> like casual sunglasses and a, and a T-shirt with a sleeve cut off and, and then dropped it. <laughs> Hilly on the little hill. Um, <laughs> that was not my first uh, group ride experience. We had very different group ride experiences. <laughs> I, I did. I had the, the advantage of mountain biking for oh what five years before I ever did a did a road sure. ride. Um, so sure. So I was. I built up some strength because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't end up with my head in the fridge. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Had it been a running race, I or a runner, I could have, I would have held my own. But that's not the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what are you most excited about in twenty twenty one? Um, that's that's a hard one because it's hard to plan for it. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Um, it, if things go the way the way that I want them to yeah sure um i am excited for the chance to win a national championship like i'm not putting in all this training i'm not putting in, i'm not putting all this training and, and effort and fundraising and sponsorships to not go and not win a national championship yeah. in chile so that's like that i'm looking forward to in the tt yeah, good um I am, I've been in conversation with a continental uh, pro team about oh. guest riding. Oh, wow. Them. And um, I mean, they, I asked them if they had a, if they had a spot on the team and he said, no, not right now, but let's continue conversations. He, he likes, uh, he's like, I, I like what I see. Um, let's talk more. And if we can't fill a roster for a race, 
um, that he's like, I'd, I'd love to have you on because these are all paid for. Um, I and see on get a chance to know you and see if, if you're a good fit for the team. And um, he's like, we, we, he said, we struggle in the time trials because nobody wants to do them. I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> like, my hand shot, <laughs> shot straight up. So, um, so I'm, I'm excited for that opportunity. Um, I'm excited to go yeah. down to Chile and meet my teammates. I've never actually met my teammates in Chile. Um, yeah, yeah. I converse the time all the time we you know we're, we're constantly just almost on a daily basis interacting usually through instagram or facebook or whatsapp um in some level or some way but like i really want to go meet these people like they've been super supportive they're really cool people um there's uh, there's pata and israel and sebastian and um and yeah i just like to i'd, I'd like to go meet them and go ride with them and, and do that um, yeah. And then, and the other thing I'm excited for is maybe the opportunity to go race some cross country mountain bikes. Um, I think I want to take, take a crack at cross country mountain biking, see what and racing, racing scene looks like. Um, all right. We'll have to, um, yeah. We'll have to yeah. I'm trying to, and, trying to uh, offload, um, oh. So I'm trying to offload a my current mountain bike, that rigid um, Roscoe that I built up, and trying to come up with. Uh, I think I want to play around with a full suspension okay. cross country mountain bike, um, and try and find trying to find a used one so then I can you know uh, recoup some costs from the sale of that bike to to upgrade to sure. a, a full suspension bike. But um, I think I think I'd like to take a crack at at cross country racing and. Um, looking at what the guys are riding and looking at what kind of what the what the uh, the on peloton standard is is that everyone's on some light lightweight short travel full suspension bike. Things on your feelings on this. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could your your uh um your body tensing up and, and your jaw clenching. Uh, but um it, it, I I want to take a crack at it. And, I could ride it too. I'd like I would no, I'd, I would crash. To. I mean, whatever. Every every, literally, every time I've borrowed a bike with suspension, I, I've spent what, yeah. what coming up on thirty years of mountain biking on rigid bike. I know I know how mm-hmm. they how they handle. <laughs> like if I, sure. like if I, I start pushing it on a bike with suspension, it reacts in ways I'm not expecting. doesn't end it well. Doesn't end well. Sure. Um, sure. Fair yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Well then you can't ride my bike. <laughs> That's good. Um, but uh, okay, can maybe I can maybe help you help you learn how to ride it fast. That would yeah. be how to, yeah. to learn how to ride once, it. Yeah, fast. once things dry out a bit. Yeah. Because um, you have you have mm-hmm. a pass, right? To wipe us, right? No. So we'll go and no, thrash. I haven't. But I have I have a car with a bike rack <laughs> and it. Bicycles, bicycles, and we can yeah. we can go um, go do that. Uh, so, so I used to love doing with Lee because he was a sim- similar level of fitness and yeah, uh, and and and, and sure. ability to me. So you could really chase each other and push single track through the single track, and that's that's the funnest. Oh, that thing. would be oh, that would be fun. I'd love to go chase you around until I can yeah get to a spot where 
where on like on my best day and your worst day, then maybe oh, okay. I can I'm get, I'm, hurt, I'm I can make you hurt fizzle, a little so. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the older I get, the faster I was. Um, I mean, I used to, when I was. Uh, was uh, I'm going to put that on the back of your bike somewhere. Um, so I've always ridden rigid bikes, and I've sure, it's kept bikes, kept bikes. I don't I've never just upgraded bikes for the sake. Of my when I got my stump jumper in 1991. Uh, I rode that bike for 10, 15 years um, mm-hmm. and I have it and I still have it. But, um, you know, and gradually <laughs> I was riding with the guys I was riding with, we're getting attention and other stuff. I remember doing this massive descent in, uh, oh, down in Devon um, and, uh, and a friend of mine was on his Scott downhill bike that he'd, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. What a trooper! He'd ridden a single ring monstrosity up mountain. This mountain, um, <laughs> and then put it in long travel mode and took off down. Stayed, sure. I stayed with him on my rigid bike. I, I don't know how. Wow. I just <laughs> shit, shit. Okay, I'm just going to hang on and right. let the bike go <laughs> until the broker sure. until the broker spoke, and then it, I think that was kind of a relief that I could stop because. Have, a, have an excuse, sure. Yeah, sure. But um, right. yeah, uh, it's. I enjoy extended rigid bike. I've got. A, I mean, I've got a more modern bike now with mm-hmm. a little bit more progressive geometry and bigger tires. Um, right. And uh, when, when I was riding that last year, I was. I got to the point where I was just all year before. As I got better, I got my skills back again. I was just about able to hang on, the, hang on to the back suspension guys on the suspension guys on the downhills. So, um, sure. it's really, yeah, yeah. It's just that letting the bike do its thing and hanging on, <laughs> hanging on. <laughs> I, 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 I love this bike that I've got. I just like, I think, I think I want to upgrade it. Sake of upgrading, <laughs> sake of upgrading it. And I'll be honest about that. Like, you know, there's, there's some. Around with a playing around with a full suspension bike that sure, I've never had that. a chance to. I still do. think there's some benefits and, to really learning to ride on a rigid bike, um, but sure. But yeah, but I said you, if I could keep that bike, you, I you, I would. As we said, if I had the extra mind, funds so. to to do that, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks. I might <laughs> crash it. That's what mountain bike. That's what mountain bike. <laughs> mountain bikes are meant. A guy to who crash. I know a guy who fixes bikes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think those those are those are things I'm most excited about. I'm excited to not Ooh. wear a mask anymore. I'm hopeful that we can get to a point that I don't have to wear a mask. I only, only you, wear it when I go you, to the you work from home. The only time I see like, any other human beings. Only wear it when you go out. <laughs> like, <clears throat> like any. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. in a mask forty plus hours a week, and like, I have I have like these acne lines that are broken out around my face and like my nose is constantly crying and dry. And like there's, and like there's, right. you know, so many, you know, millions of people who are in this same boat. I'm not saying yeah, you I'm could, unique by any means. You could, you could go like, full, but, like could go let alone being, being a healthcare worker or something like have, that. Have, have no contact on your face, but be, I could go full Darth Vader. Uh, ventilated box around your head. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
um, probably not. <laughs> but uh, so I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm hopeful. When, I'm yeah, optimistic how that long it's going to that, take that will the, happen. The unknowns. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Oh, and tan lines. I miss tan lines. Oh, Don't be careful lines. with those. Those. Remember, kids, wear sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, but still, like, earn your tan lines. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. What What about you? What are What are you looking forward to in in this this coming year? What's What's on your your trips. radar of optimism? Yeah, going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like last year, the closest I got was you know, doing the biggest loops on my bike I could do from here in in one day. Um, so whether that's sure. Sure. doing some actual bike packing or whether it gets to a point where we can actually like go and stay somewhere else, um, or mm-hmm. we're vaguely considering buying a van just so we have that opportunity to throw the tandem in the back go somewhere else, sleep in the back mm-hmm. of the van. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, be self-contained. So, yeah. uh, I love it Trips. here, Yeah, but I miss going to other places. <laughs> you know, we've been talking, like Lauren and I, we love Disney. You know this. Like, we we Disney, really like Disney. We like going to Disneyland. Um, yeah. Just because it's complete and utter escapism mm-hmm. from from reality and um and i like that (laughs) um but we've been talking a lot about and watching a lot of like the making of disneyland and all this stuff on disney plus and all this you know background stuff and like youtube videos in the ride doing rides (laughs) so you can feel like you're (laughs) like you're on the disney ride but yeah i i really really want to go back to disneyland um, it's probably going to be two years or so before we can go and have like right. the full regular experience, you know. So like we're we're gonna wait, but that is something like as as desperate as I am to go back to France, as much as I want to go down to Chile, as much as I want to do things like other things. Like to be honest, Disneyland <laughs> is high on my list. Like it's also not bike related, and I think Lauren would be very excited to hear about that. That like it's the one place she knows that she can yeah. take me. Yeah. That like I. I'm not allowed to yeah, bring a bicycle. Yeah, that was like when uh, Misha and I go to Mexico. And it's like, yeah, I'm actually... Uh-huh. No bikes. No bikes. You're going to switch off. And yeah, I do a little running, but that's like... Right. Tops out at an hour at the very most. So, uh, like, whatever. Um, sure. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Misha Misha's got this shampoo, which has whatever herb or scent in it is the same as in the, the spa in Mexico. And it's like it's like oh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny because we still have some of the Disneyland like body wash and soaps and things. So sometimes I spin them up and smell them. <laughs> Just as yeah, it's that yeah. reminder. It's of pretty. Like, it's pretty cool uh, how our mind yes. oh, uh, relate uh, sounds uh, and smells and stuff to memories. I like that. Uh, I like getting the like guess yeah. the what what is what does that remind me of. What is that? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, let's hope. Well, let's hope. Well, let's hope. Well, let's. Twenty 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 twenty. 
one of his <laughs> yeah. eventually yeah. eventually i hope so yeah um man yeah i it's like what else can you do, right. do but just try and be optimistic yeah, so I guess your takeaway then is to just be optimistic. I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think actually what I've been trying to do is and it, whenever I feel down, frustrated, or frustrated, or lacking the motivation is mm-hmm. just to be great, just to be great. We, You've mentioned this we, before, we have, and we I think that's very so, valid. Yeah. So much to be. There are so many, sure. there are so many sure. people who are really, really struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, or or um, emotionally, or you know, in so many ways, right? And like, you know, both of us have been so lucky that our we've been able to keep maintaining our, you know, maintain our mm-hmm. income, and mm-hmm. have our, we have mm-hmm. our health, and we have our families, and like, um, yeah. As always, as always, there's always. I have my my almost. 93-year-old aunt who I try and call every week back in England hasn't seen her family since last summer. So, so completely alone through Christmas, everything. And um, she is wonderful. Every time I speak to her, she's like, you know, I've got a lot to be grateful for. And it's it's Mm. like, yep, that is a great attitude and that's what makes you live a long time. Is like yeah, just sure. enjoy what you've got, and um, that it's very similar to Lauren's grandmother is ninety five, and yeah, and she's she's in a, a care facility um, just outside of Portland, and she's fortunate that her her daughters, um, so her Lauren's mom and her two sisters or her two aunts um, live and and take care of her and can see her and and do that, but like, um, yeah, you know, she is always very much. Th- very much the optimist, yeah. and I think, yeah, you know, I think you're right that that's what that does does help to the, the longer or the longevity of things. As a, as yeah, a, right, a guy I uh, did some some work with in the with bike stuff a long time ago, and he'd he'd go to the pub every night and uh, and with his drinking buddies and you know, lined up down the mm-hmm. bar, and he said they're all miserable buggers, and he said uh, one by one he watched them drop off. Their perches, and you know, he was in mm-hmm. his late seventies at that point, and and John okay. was just always happy, and like, like just kept on motoring along. <laughs> it's just like, sure. There's a lot to be yeah. said for, uh, for just, yeah, yeah. Just be, yeah. But I think I I think there's a counter to that though too, not to be Debbie Downer, but <laughs> but like, you know, it's it's one thing to just say, you know be happy and that's something that we always want to strive for i would consider myself albeit i'm totally and utterly burnt out with everything right now but like i'm a happy guy you know and i think you are too like you're a happy guy um and i think people in general uh want to be happy you know but like um i think it's it's difficult right now especially like given everything that's going on to just remember that and to remember and internalize it like <clears throat> lately i've been i've been struggling hard like i'm really stressed about all this like surgery that's coming up and oh, all sure. like just yeah. everything that's going around that and if i'm going to lose all my hard work from training and 
It's just like, it's all these what ifs, who could it be? What if could have, would have, should have, you know? Um, and like, God, I've just been circling the drain for months, yeah. it seems like. And like, as happy as I want to be, like yesterday we had a good day, Lauren and I had a good day and it was, it was happy in the evening. We watched a movie or two, made some nice food. We danced in the kitchen. Like it, we did some nice things, but it was just like, then after that, I just like, I went downhill again and like, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've just been doing the try and find, just think about one thing right now to be grateful for and focus yeah. on that. And then the other stuff's sure. still there, but it, right. it can go out of focus for a while. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm, that's an interesting way yeah. to put it. Is either in or out of focus? <laughs> huh. Um, feels like, we can hopefully train our minds to not to ignore stuff, but to, to put the focus elsewhere. Yeah, so, um, sure. Sure. Well, I know <laughs> Lauren has told me this multiple times too, that like, I know that I always feel better after you and I talk. Oh, cool. 90, 99.99% <laughs> I feel better after, after you. I'm doing and it I wrong. Talk. Damn it. <laughs> 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 damn it rob <laughs> um but like it uh you know either either talk on the podcast or, or you know or when we talk on the phone and it's like um it just it our conversations distract from what's going on or help process what's going on and you know and it's like um that there's there's my thing there's there's my my grateful thing right now is that i'm, I'm grateful that that we can continue to have these conversations and and uh um and just talk, <laughs> you know, I'm grateful that I've got someone like you that we can just talk about any, anything and nothing at right. the same time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Me too. No, no, thanks. I was, I was waiting <laughs> for that, but I felt like that was, I felt like that was, that was a little, a little forced. So maybe next time you can work a little more organically to make it happen. I feel like you forced that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this could get really messy. The, this uh, could get really messy. Yeah. <laughs> the Rob and Andrew fisticuffs edition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you outside. Sort out like men. We need to. You're looking at me. We, You're looking at me. Different... You got something to say? <laughs> you want? You got something to say? It. Say it now. Let's cook this up and eat it. Come on. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing, nothing so entertaining as, as two cyclists trying to have fisticuffs. <laughs> I mean, all... we need to have we need to have leg wrestles. <laughs> is what we should. It's like yeah, in the Tour de France when uh, two guys two guys in cleats are trying to fight and they just fall over. It's just like with their skinny little <laughs> arms trying to like. <laughs> they're totally emaciated. They have no energy left other than to pedal the bike, and they're trying to like do it. Yeah. yeah, those are the best. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we should have different different themed episodes. We could we could model it after like whose line is it anyway kind of games <laughs> of like an episode where we only speak in questions. What do you think about that? <laughs> that that could be entertaining, actually. <laughs> yeah. Do you think so? Um, I don't know. Do you? <laughs> Possibly. Do, do you think, oh, shit. Do you think <laughs> we can keep this up for the whole, whole for the whole episode? <laughs> So 
so when <laughs> when I was um uh when I was a camp director, um I would you know, I was in charge of organizing all of the uh like evening for the tip fees for the for the sure. campers and things and all the counselors. Wait. And one of my favorite things to do was to um uh you know like we do a lot of skit count things with the counselors and whatnot. I think my favorite thing was to do like whose line is it anyway takeoffs and so like um have the have these campers write in you know other um uh like ad or mad libs you ever do you know what mad libs are have you ever played mad libs i have not it's um it's like a little booklet oh maybe we'll play one in the next episode oh that'll be good we'll do that <laughs> um it's this little booklet that has it tells a story okay and there's blanks throughout the whole story, and it's like insert a noun, insert an adjective, insert a thing that end or a word that ends in ing, and so it um, so you enter in all just whatever, but you don't know what the story is until someone reads it back to you. So you just okay. you're just giving me random sure. words, and then it's this like silly story that you read yeah, yeah. back. Um, and so one thing we used to do is is um, do stories either only in questions with the kids or. Or we would do, um, we would act out the stories as as the kids would uh, would write in these, you know, <laughs> words and adjectives and things like that. But um, I miss that. I miss that kind of stuff. Uh, doing the camp stuff uh, where we'd only speak in questions <laughs> and, did and do all these random things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did, didn't we? Uh, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I win. <laughs> <laughs> Round one, ding ding. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd say uh, in these in these in these uh, troubling times, um, reach out to friends, find ways to interact. I've been playing online chess with a buddy of mine. Um, oh yeah, and, and oh, that's nice. been super fun. And um, yeah, so just there's there's ways we can we can connect. Sure, so, I've yeah. been intentionally trying to. Um, find people, uh, cause I, I, I use Instagram a lot, you know, this, mm-hmm. um, and anyone listening to this knows that too, I'm sure. But, um, if you don't, you do now. Uh, but, uh, I've been intentionally trying to interact with people that I've been following on the periphery as just like, a. um, actually I heard an NPR thing about it, uh, today at the shop, um, where they were talking about this, this human uh, psychologist was talking about how because we're largely so isolated now that we can't have these daily interactions of like, it's the person when you go, she was equating this to like, it's when you go walk your dog and you see the same person every morning and you don't talk, you just wave, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's that level of like, it's like, but you count on it. Every morning you're going to see this guy watering his lawn because you're walking oh, sure. your dog yeah. and and you, but you don't get that interaction anymore. It's like every morning you go and you go to the coffee shop and order your special drink to the point where you just show up and they know what your order is uh-huh. and you know, you know, like the person's name, who's the barista, but you don't have any more interaction than that. It's just like those, those interactions and we're missing those in our day to day life because we don't have these, because we're so isolated, we don't get these kind of interactions. And so, um, I sense that a lot. I know I'm very introverted and I'm, um, you know, I, I don't like to be, I don't like to put myself out there, um, uh, in like a social setting and things like that. But I do really like these smaller, shorter interactions or like the personal one or one, one on one interactions where there's kind of an allure of like, maybe I could make a new friend 
like a one-on-one new yeah. friend, you know, just by having these frequent but but casual and kind of benign interactions. So I've intentionally been trying to do that on Instagram of like have that interaction. Like you're playing with your your friend and like having those, like continuing those levels of social yeah. interactions. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like a thumbs up or like finally I'll comment on a story that I normally I wouldn't comment on or and it seems so trivial and so kind of superficial but it's like these interactions that i would normally get on a day-to-day basis i'm not getting and i i miss it um like i've developed actually a good relationship with the people at the burrito place uh, across from the bike shop like i know everyone that works there and we have you know five or ten minute conversations we get to know each other a little bit more um i know that one of them's looking for a house and they know that we just closed on a house and so we talked about house stuff you know but it's yeah. like like we're not going to come over for dinner we're not going to hang out but right. it's that like like that um acquaintance level of interaction and, and friendship yeah. that um yeah i think i think you're right reaching out and 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 doing that um is is important is something that we that we need to do we should be intentional about yeah 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 everybody take care of yourselves and be safe and let's hang on in there for 2021 i guess yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this announcement brought to you by. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you need a you need a DJ name. What what's your DJ name? <laughs> this this these British references don't won't work. Will they? It's like um, smash sh- smashy and nicey won't mean anything to you, will it? No, do you smash things that are nice to other things? What, I don't know what that is. Um, no, smashy and nicey was um, a, a skit uh, d- like DJs from my British culture from when I <laughs> when I was a kid. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I guess um, I guess with that, without your DJ name. Uh, that's probably a good time to end this podcast because people are probably either tired of it or they signed off since then. So uh, it'd be that interesting to think to see who I, we, we should put an Easter egg at the end to see who actually makes it to the end of this nonsense. Yeah. Um, so this is DJ Spinach getting right at you. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, you want to sign us out, Rob? No, <laughs> that's not very helpful. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to the not last podcast be sure to subscribe new episodes drop weekly well almost follow me on instagram at not last underscore podcast or connect with me through my athlete page at andrew underscore neil underscore nunez on instagram this podcast is produced solely by me if you like what you hear be sure to tell your friends this music is generously permitted also, it's pretty rad music by the illustrious Fleming Gosis. My amazing artwork was created by the extremely talented Paige Anochibar. Give them a follow, and as always, be sure to support local artists. You can find and subscribe to this podcast anywhere podcasts are available. Seriously, anywhere. Give it a listen. Tell your friends. Subscribe. I am about to have oral surgery next week, and I will be laid up for a week or two. I will be bored. So connect with me on Instagram because I'll be bored and uh, look for some really exciting content involving cats, coffee, socks, um, 
and video games. I downloaded or I bought some new video games for my Nintendo 64, so it will be exciting and monotonous and 64-bit, so who can complain? Anywho, we'll resume normal programming when I can talk normally again, so stay tuned and thanks again for tuning in. Until next time. Yeah. Um, yeah, give us give us some feedback. Is like, do people care about us rambling nonsense? Or I don't um, know. I think I w- think w- some... would they prefer us to actually talk about something specific? I mean, we could talk about something specific, but again, my podcast, my show, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I I do think that some that people there's a mysticism around the legend of Sir Robert uh, English. And um, uh, I think it's, um, I think there's some appeal to people tuning into this, um, especially if you repost this to your Instagram again, if you would <laughs> kindly do that, I would appreciate it. Um, but I think people very much like to hear some of the candid side of you, because to be honest, you're not candid like this with anybody else, but but with me. Like if, if um, Red Kite Prayer interviews you, like you're not going to be this candid with them. Like, you, you know that, <laughs> right? Like... Well, I know what you mean. It's like so. I listen to a a BBC movie podcast, yeah. Um, and it's the two guys whose voices I've known for thirty years. Wow! And the middle bit of it is the actual radio show, and then they have the before and after. That's just the podcast, sure. And it's just them rambling, sure. And it's just I just enjoy their company because it's like they're my friends. Right. <laughs> well, it's like you're just sitting down at <laughs> a and on the couch with them and, and just hanging out, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they just talk about whatever comes up. And That's how um, I feel. Do you ever listen yeah. to, um, I miss them dearly, but Click and Clack? Yeah, I used to, yeah. That, that, yeah. So I grew up with that, and that was always mm-hmm. something like, I could, I could pick out that voice anywhere in the world, in any right. context, uh-huh. and like, yeah, Click and Clack, and hear them talk about cars and just... And I'm not a big car and, guy, and, and but they'd like, spin, and they'd spin off onto anecdotes about whatever, whatever. You know, it's yeah, anything and yeah. nothing. It's my favorite yeah. kind of stuff to to listen yeah. to and and to talk about. You know, um, I like yeah. doing the interviews with people. You know, like you've listened to these other episodes where I've interviewed other people, oh, yeah. and like I really enjoy doing that too. Um, largely, there are people in my friends circle are loosely connected with, but like um, I'm not near big enough of a podcaster to get. You know, I you're my highest profile celebrity. Um, well, I know. I think I think I think Olympian is gets gets. You have more followers than he does, so I think that puts you higher still. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know. It. Um, I think people enjoy listening to it. Um, we'll we'll see we'll see what the download count is. Your episode still from the previous one has had the highest download of any of my episodes since my oh. first one. Um, okay. And I think that's just because anytime you download, you downloads episode one, season one. But um, well, let's let's just say if people if people actually listen to this and they liked it or either want to hear more of us being idiots or actually want to hear us talk about something specific, let us know because yeah, there's there's the threat of doing this again, <laughs> or or there's the promise of doing this again. Oh, that's true. On, those are two. Yeah. Those are two very very encouraging <laughs> or motivating things. Either the threat or the promise. Yeah, if if you're listening to this still. Um, Drop me a message in uh, on my Instagram page at at not last underscore podcast. So that's that's your and, mother 
is going to be the only one left listening by well, this stage. My my sister in Chile started listening to it, and she said, <laughs> "I love hearing what's inside your head." And um, so I very much appreciate that that Paula's listening to it. Great. So hi Paula, and hi Mama, and um, and and yeah, we'll we'll see. Hi Papa. I'm sure Papa's listening to this too. But um, yeah, so we'll we'll see what people think about that. But uh, yeah. Do you actually want to say goodbye? Say goodbye. Say goodbye to the nice people, Rob. <laughs> goodbye, nice people. <laughs> and it's good night from me, and it's good night from him. And good night, and good night. <laughs>